0: Look, mm-hmm. I swear Paris will be pray for Unrelease all flight to the ankle's I'm in the places that you can't go And I see me going the same by the, the, same the same road I swear Paris will be pray for I need Casablanca Block about the case low. case You are now listening to The Moon Child. It's Monday, June 7th, middle of the afternoon. had a long day at work yesterday. Pulled off a double shift. Got work later in a couple of hours. Just been working, vibing, watching playoffs. And the first round is officially over. Now, a couple nights ago, Thursday night, I must say I was... Smoking very, very good on that Laker pack <laughs> But that's not something that I need to touch on too much Because I told y'all this from the beginning of the season Y'all not winning the ring And I told y'all coming later to the season Y'all not going to the finals <laughs> And I also told y'all not going to the Western Conference Finals Now I must say I was wrong about y'all reach, not reaching to the second round I thought I had the Lakers in seven versus the Suns, but unfortunately the Suns proved me wrong because I've been saying about the Suns all year that they are not a contender and I will have to see them do it in the playoffs first. Devin Booker really stepped up, DeAndre Ayton really stepped up. I believe the dude was at least 85% from the field that whole series, doing his job as a big man, and he was everything that I envisioned him coming out the draft. But as far as the Lakers and what I was trying to tell y'all is that y'all can't just not y'all, but you know, you can't expect the Lakers to just put it together. They had no identity. They had no identity, they wasn't playing together, no chemistry, and they're also a subject of having some guys like Kuzma, Caruso, KCP playing better in circumstances in the bubble than they would in the real moment. Also with LeBron, I'm not gonna, you know, hold LeBron on uh his performance because I know he was injured. And then you also have A D being injured. But I would like to compare that situation versus the Warriors, where the you know, the Lakers barely beat the Warriors, honestly got lucky. The Warriors played better basketball, got lucky in that play in game, and Curry didn't even have Clay Thompson and y'all were triple teaming him and he still found a way to get near forty. So if B P four, you come with the oh A D wasn't playing, blah 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 excuses. Well, how am I supposed to hold them as a favorite over the Warriors, where you know you got Steph Clay and Draymond that's been playing with each other, the only trio that's been playing together at a high level, who's went to five finals together for ten plus years. You know they have ten plus years of chemistry and continuity that the Lakers are not going to have, or probably ever going to have. Now with that series, the Suns were playing better basketball. They have an identity. They understand their roles, and that's what happened. They took care of business. Uh, there's only two guys on the same level of basketball IQ as LeBron James, and that's LeBron. I mean, that's not LeBron. That's Rajon Rondo, and that's Chris Paul. Chris Paul controlled the tempo. He made things didn't made, made, you know make sure things didn't get out of tr- control. Mind you, he was playing with one shoulder, but his leadership, his IQ, and him knowing how understanding tempo and slowing the game down and making the game easier for his teammates is, you know, what got them over the hump. And now the Suns have a real opportunity of going into the Western Conference Finals, which I don't have them as a favorite for, but I do have them as a favorite versus the Nuggets, which is what I'm going to get into later when I'm going over the matchups. But yeah, the Lakers is gone. Um, The future isn't looking bright. Now I'm a Kings fan saying this, and it's easy for the Lakers fans to just come out here and talk about the past and blah, blah, blah. Well, I would love to talk about the past also, knowing that I don't have no future. The future ain't bright. LeBron's not getting any younger. AD doesn't seem like he's getting any healthier. And y'all are paying those two the max money, unless y'all get the third star, and it has to be a specific third star, one star and specifically in Damian Lillard, which I don't think that's going to happen because he's making near $50 million as also, and you're going to have to give up the little stuff that they already have, which is not much, like KCP and Kuzma. I wish the Blazers would take KCP and Kuzma for Damian Lillard. What? Are you crazy? What picks do you have to trade? Because you already traded them away for Anthony Davis, so they're in a tough little predicament. And... I think they probably only got one ring out this window with LeBron. We obviously see that LeBron is not focused completely on basketball because, as I told y'all before, he not come to LA because of the team. It's because of the city. The you know it was 50/50. There's too much business potential. That dude is a mogul. He's making movies and stuff like that, and he already got his ring in the bubble. So who knows? You know, as far as getting championships. You're seeing the young guys take over. There is better teams with better futures in the Western Conference and in the Eastern Conference as well. And it's not looking too good. As far as LeBron, my only issue with him in that series, uh, obviously you would like to see him be more aggressive, but the dude is 36. I just didn't like the way it ended out where, you know, he was complaining about the calls and he was walking back on defense. You got to show a little bit more class than that, in my opinion, as a teammate, if I see my teammate do something like that, I would feel some type of way to be honest. You don't just kind of hold your just because you're LeBron James, you can't just feel yourself as entitled over everybody else in the league or even your own teammates. Um, just at least hustle back on defense and at least try to try to finish out the rest of the game, not just go out like that. But um he wasn't able to get the back to back. I already know how I feel about LeBron James as a player, he's top five for show, sure, even Arguably top three of all time, but the game is going to keep evolution. You know, it's it's a lot of evolution. I personally believe that Kawhi has a chance of ending up becoming an all-time great um, past LeBron. I think Steph Curry for sure is going to pass LeBron as as an all-time great. As for my thing with LeBron, I think he's an all-time great player. Um, Top three for sure right now, but he's not my GOAT. And that's what LeBron fans need to understand that. He's just not my goat. I mean, anybody can have their personal goat. For me, LeBron James is not my goat. I don't see how I can put him over Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, or even for me, now that this one I feel like is obviously debatable, but I can't even put him in, put him in front of Kobe Bryant. You know, so there's you know, there's different viewpoints on how you want to view yourself as, you know, view your greatest player of all time, but you know, if LeBron was able to get this back-to-back, or if he's still able to get another ring or something like that, at least lead his team to their championship, but I don't see that happening. We're going to have to see, but as far as being my greatest player of all time, LeBron is not the greatest player of all time, in my opinion. Sorry, Bron fans, and actually not sorry. I'm just telling y'all how it is, so that's, how, that's what that is. I'd let y'all know that y'all wasn't getting the ring, and I would feel happy that I was correct about that. As far as these playoff series go, I was 6 out of 8 correct as far as not games, um, because I made my predictions and I made how many games it would be in. I was right about the Philly Wizards series. I had Philly in 5. I was wrong about the Blazers and Nuggets. I was wrong about the Lakers and Suns, because I had the Lakers in 7, and I had the Blazers in 7, and the Blazers and the Lakers. Both lost in six. Now that's what I got wrong as far as just who's going to advance in the next round. But I was six out of eight. I had the Jazz in five, and the Jazz ended up getting by in five. I had the Hawks in six. The Hawks ended up getting in five. I had the Bucks in six. The Bucks ended up getting in four. I had the Nets in five. Nets got it done in five. I had... What was the other series? Oh yeah, I had... So, and I was wrong with the Blazers in... Um, Lakers, we already went over that And then I had the Clippers in five And then the Clippers end up making things hard for themselves But they end up getting done in seven Now I want to talk about that Portland series a little bit Oh my goodness Now I was high on, if anybody was able to listen to my predictions from the beginning of the season I was high on Portland I thought Portland would end up having the type of year that the Jazz is having right now Where they have a number one seed I think Dame would have went one MVP if they had a number one seed, and I thought Portland would find a way to have a great, great regular season. Not win the finals, but have a great regular season. And things went south for them. They ended up being a sixth seed, and they ended up losing to the Nuggets without Will Barton or Jamal Murray. They just were terrible on defense. atrocious on defense, and they don't make enough adjustments offensively where teams just go out and blitz Dame, and Dame still finds success. They don't have... They struggle with their identity, and just defensively, they're the second worst. Literally, the only team that's worse than them on defense is the Sacramento Kings. And yet, they are still in the playoffs. There's something wrong. I think they do need to blow it up. As far as Dame, he I like the way he's handling it right now, where he's going to wait and see what the team does and what moves they make um, before he decides his future with the team. Sorry about that. That's a trash can making hella trash man making hella noise right now but I like Dame because he wants to compete he views himself as a competitor and he's gonna view himself that way first now it was looking really tough for them to still lose to the Nuggets without you know their two best guards Uh, I think Portland needs to just find a way to shake things up as far as moving CJ McCollum I think him and CJ McCollum as a backcourt does not work defensively at all I like Norman Powell as a shooting guard, but I've been saying this for years that they need a solid three or a four. Um, I think a pick and roll, I think Kevin Love will be a nice piece to add, um, for Dame as far as the pick and fade game, but they just need another piece that can, uh, that can, that can help. I don't know who is that going to be on the market. A lot of guys re-sign, you know, I don't know if Jimmy Butler is ever going to come to Portland, um. You know Bradley Beal is another undersized guard that's not that great defensively. You know if Paul George, but Paul George ain't leaving LA anytime soon. I don't see Kawhi coming up there. So they're in a tough situ- They're in a tough situation on who they can necessarily bring to come to Portland. So that's why it's looking like tough for Dame to go. Uh, the best options for him, for me in my opinion, obviously would be the Lakers to be one of them. The Heat would be a good option. But I think I like the Celtics the most with him and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. If they can get themselves to just a solid rim protector, maybe like a Miles Turner or something, they can for surely be a contender. Or I mean even Dame going to Milwaukee. Uh, you know, if, if if Portland can get something in return, like a Drew Holiday potentially, um, that would be good for them. I like Dame and I love the Dame and Giannis mashup. It's gonna be interesting to see where they go. Um, it all depends if the nets win the finals because if the nets win the finals there will be another big three there will be and i'm hoping that they don't that way we can you know still enjoy this era of basketball but we're gonna have to see but terry stotts has been fired um but even though he was fired i think a more important coach in my opinion was fired that could be a good coach on the market depending if he gets you know hired you know soon enough because i would love for him to come to sacramento And that's Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford uh, for the Magic. They they parted ways. I don't think they're going to have him do the rebuild that the Magic is going through right now. But Steve Clifford has found ways to get his teams into the playoffs. He's been bringing non-playoff rosters to the playoffs for the past, you know, a couple of times for this past decade. Not only with the Magic, but if anybody remembers, he brought that Hornets and Bobcats team to the playoffs two times. And they were close um, with beating that Miami... That Dwayne Wade-Miami Heat, uh, the year where uh, they almost went to the the Eastern Conference Finals where they lost to Toronto. And people forget that Charlotte had brought that Miami team to seven games, and they were up 3-2, and they blew it. And like I said, I don't think that roster was nowhere near talented, especially to even be in the playoffs. So I think Steve Clifford has found a way to make his teams compete at least, like the Magic. The Magic don't have no reason to be in the play- playoffs but he brings that roster at least to the 7th or 8th seed or ninth seed every single year. So maybe give him a talented roster, give him a chance. I think he can do something special. I would like to see him get an opportunity with a competitive roster. Maybe with the Celtics. I think the Celtics can be a good spot for him. You know, Give him the chance since Brad Stevens is now the president of basketball operations. But, yeah, Portland's in a tough situation. I think you definitely got to move on from that CJ and Dame thing. That's why I love about the Kings with Fox and Tyrese is because they, defensively, they can do their job. And they bring a lot more length than what CJ and Dame is. They're both 6'3 guards. You know, um, I just think you need to split that up and help yourself defensively. I thought Robert Covington would have been a good addition for them. They were running lineups where it was... It was Dame, CJ, Simons, Mello, and Cancer, and that's just a defensive nightmare. My goodness, that's just a defensive nightmare. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to Dame this summer. As far as the Clippers, my boy Kawhi. So, you know, it's like, dang, you know, I don't know how I feel about the Clippers. Even whoever wins this series, I don't know if they're going to beat the Jazz. But, you know, Kawhi didn't go down easy. You know, So, they're down 3-2. And I was watching game six with the homie Khalid and the homie Larissa came by. Shout out to her. And, oh my goodness, you know, it was just that Kawhi moment. The dude dropped 45, was 18 for 25. And I was just sitting there watching, I'm like, look, just give the ball to him. They just kept giving him the ball, and Kawhi was just getting whatever he wanted, just getting the buckets, showing the great player and the top three player that he is. And the reason why I have the Clippers... Going to the finals in the first place. And you look at game seven. uh, They, you know, no team have won a home game in this series yet. And he goes out and clutches it out. You know, obviously, the Clippers have the better team than the Mavericks. And I'm going to get into Luka and Mavericks in a second. But, you know, they finally got over that little hump. And Kawhi had 28. And he was 10 for 15. And they, they faced through a little adversity. And they got through it. I think that was a good moment for the Clippers moving forward. Now, how should now should they have went a seven-game series with the Mavericks? Hell no. I had them in five games. The Clippers are a lot more talented than than with the Mavericks. I mean, you look at it, the, the Clippers have the best player on the court. The Mavericks have the second best player on the court. But the Clippers have the third, fourth, maybe even fifth best players out of the whole series, because that's how bad Porzingis has been and for it to go still go seven games that's a real shout out to Luca. Now with Luca oh my goodness you know he just it is definitely like LeBron in 07 but this dude just knows how to play the game and he's just very very aggressive. he literally does everything offensively for that Mavericks team like where he's responsible the team would score like 110 points 108 points. And Luka would be responsible for like 80 of them. It's ridiculous. It is honestly ridiculous. Um, him, Tim Hardaway and Porzingis as the supporting cast. Uh, you got Dwight Powell. They even had Boban in there. It was definitely a good coaching exchange where um, Tyron Lue had to make adjustments. He, he made those adjustments for Game 3 or 4. And then Carlisle made those adjustments for Game 5, you know, going with Boban and then Tyron Lue countered again for 6 and 7. But Luka did everything he can. That dude definitely needs some help. Like I said from the beginning of the season, I did not I predicted the Mavericks to not make the playoffs cuz I think the roster was that bad. But Luka was able to get this team to the fifth seed and go seven games with almost and almost close out against Kawhi and the, and the Clippers. Now Kawhi proved that he was the best player on the court still, but Luka showed that he's not far off. And I do definitely need some help, so it's going to be interesting to see how Luka can find, manufacture his way into getting a second star. You know, if shit doesn't work out with the Nuggets, I think Jokic will be heading to Dallas one day. You mark my word on that one. But he definitely performed at a high level. He's a superstar, um, and it's going to be interesting to see where the future goes for him. He's definitely due an MVP one day it's a scary sight, it's a scary sight if he gets himself his second star, because obviously Porzingis ain't it, and uh, he supposedly is going to want out this offseason, he was frustrated with his role, I think he was underperforming, it's interesting, if he wants out, people talking, my my Sacramento people over here talking about Porzingis to, to the Kings, now for that contract, I'm like, oof, but, you know, where he's 7-3, if he can go to that prime Porzingis, and we Give up Buddy and Bagley for him and pair him up with Tyrese and Fox, I wouldn't be mad at it. You know, I wouldn't necessarily be mad at it. Buddy and Buddy and Bagley could be a good mixture for Luka. You never even know. But hey, we'll see how this offseason goes. We're still in the playoffs at the moment. And yeah, but shout out to Luka and the Mavs. Shout out to the young players. And I was getting to these second round matchups, starting with the Nets and the Bucks. So, Nets and the Bucks played their first game, it's just game one. But James Harden got injured like in the second minute, and the Bucs still dropped game one. James Harden's hamstring is out, but the Nets still play at a high level. You obviously got KD and Kyrie doing their thing, but Blake Griffin stepped up very well. Um, Joe Harris is always still knocking down his three, but Blake Griffin stepped up, and he was being an impact. As a slasher, he was knocking down some of his threes, and they ended up getting the dub. Chris Middleton is going to be the X factor in this matchup. Every matchup has their little X factor. Um, if this person steps up, I think they have a chance to win the series. But based on my predictions, I had the Nets in seven. Now, who do I want to win the whole finals? I would love for the Bucks to win this finals. I would love for Giannis to get his ring and this, in the very difficult path where he has to go through Brooklyn and then Philly and then potentially the Clippers or the Utah Jazz. Um, but Chris Middleton is gonna have to prove to be that second or second guy um, offensively. I think he and I think Chris Middleton Middleton could do that. I think he could do that. He had an off night. It's just game one. If Milwaukee can steal game two, you know, go into Milwaukee with momentum and protect home, this can be a good sign for them. So game two and game five, like I said, is the most important games. It could definitely shift the series. Where in game two, you know. If you take care of Game Two, it depends. Game Two decides who goes up 2-0, or it could potentially potentially go 1-1 and flip the home advantage. Now, when you talk about Game Five, Game Five decides who goes, you know, who probably closes out the series if the series happens to be 3-1, or usually if you go into Game Five 2-2, it decides who goes up 3-2. So, um, those are the decided. Those two games decides on you know where home advantage goes. I feel like so. And obviously, there's the Game 7. But I don't think Chris Middleton has that bad of a game. It's going to be interesting to see how that series transpires. But it's just Game 1s right now. You know, you can't take Game 1s. You can only take Game 1s with a little bit of a grain of salt before adjustments is made and all that good stuff. Also, another Game 1 that was played, and that's Hawks versus Philly. Hawks took Game 1. They were hot, multiple, multiple guys, scoring double digits. My boy Bogdanovich was going off. Um... My only concern is with Embiid being healthy. If Embiid is healthy, I think I got Philly. I don't think, I'm pretty sure I got Philly in five. And Hawks damn near played the perfect game. They didn't make their adjustments with Trey Young until the second half correctly. And um, and it was Embiid's first game back. I'm going to take that game with a little grain of salt. I'm going to still have Philly in five. But it's nice to see what Atlanta is building. And I also got to give respect for Trey Young because he's honestly... Proving himself on the big stage, but like I said, Philly's going to have to make their adjustments. I think they are going to make their adjustments, and the X factor in this series is going to be, of course, the guy Ben Simmons. How is Ben Simmons going to take advantage of the little guards like Trey Young or whoever is going to be matched up with him? Uh, if they want to you know, finish this series in five, because Tobias has been doing his thing, Joel is going to do his thing. Now is it Ben Simmons gonna do his part as a defensive player of the year because he got himself into foul trouble? Uh, if he can stay out of himself out of foul trouble with Trey Young and you know take away Trey Young, they're gonna take they're gonna take care of this series in five. So, take Game one with a little grain of salt. I think Atlanta had a very great game. They're playing with little to none pressure. We'll see if you still gotta beat them three more times, which I don't think is gonna happen. So we'll see what happens. Now, an interesting series that I didn't have no plan for because based on my predictions, I did not have this series even going to happen. But that is the Nuggets versus the Suns. Now, this is going to be a very fun series. Both teams have a good opportunity of going to the Western Conference Finals. Now, we know that the Nuggets are depleted, but you got my boy Fasundo Campazo stepping up, Monte Moore stepping up, Austin Rivers stepping up at the guard positions, and then you got... Um, Michael Porter Jr. being able to get you 30 if they need him to and then of course you got the Jokic MVP but the x-factor in this series is not on the Nuggets the x-factor in the series is DeAndre Ayton he's gonna be the one that is gonna probably make is gonna you know you gotta hope makes life difficult for Jokic now Jokic was terrorizing Nurkic and he was terrorizing cancer now Aiton imposes a different threat physically um, because of his athletic ability and you know what he's capable of doing of being a rim protector and a rebounder. If he can make Jokic's job a little bit more difficult, they're going to win this game. All the Suns need to do is just play above average defense, and they will win this series. I would say I have the Suns in five. I mean, the Suns took care of the Lakers, and they did take care of the Lakers with AD in certain games. And you're talking about a depleted Nuggets team. Um, you got a guy like Chris Paul. I got to give respect to Devin Booker. And you got DeAndre Ayton. Now, Michael Porter Jr. is going to have to prove that he's at least better than DeAndre Ayton this series. But that's going to be very hard to do because the Suns have an identity and they're playing within their roles. Uh, you got Chris Paul as the floor general. You got Devin Booker as the scorer. You got uh, you got you got Deandre Ayton being that anchor in the middle and you got Cam Johnson and Ma- Mikel Bridges being those 3 and D guys and Jay Crowder being those 3 and D guys ready to hit shots when Chris Paul finds him. And Chris Paul as we know has made centers play at a very high level. He has gotten Deandre Jordan to be a first all NBA center, first team all NBA center. So it was really hard to stop Chris and Paul, Chris Paul when he's doing his pick and roll thing. The Nuggets are obviously depleted, and I don't think they're that great defensively because that series with Portland was just terrible defensively. So the Suns have the advantage um, as far as where Jokic go. Jokic will win the MVP now. It was amazing to see what he did in the Portland series. It was amazing to see what he's done all year. Um, if I, you know, like I said, I would give Steph Curry the MVP in my opinion, but. Uh, I have no problem with Jokic winning MVP. I have no problem with Embiid winning the MVP. There's three MVPs, in my opinion. So, um, but Jokic has, I feel, believe, solidified it. Um, he's been having a great series. And you never know, he might shock me again. I betted against him last time. I'm betting against him this time. We'll see where he what he does. We'll see how DeAndre Ayton holds up to the challenge. And it's gonna be an interesting series, but I think the Suns have too much ammunition now. They've been proving me wrong. Um, as far as this series, I think the Suns are going to have a little bit too much And also the way that Cameron Payne has been playing as well uh, I think the Suns have a little bit too much I'm going to go with Suns in 5 Now, last series I think the other, the most interesting series other, I think it's just as interesting as the Nets and Bucks series Where, you know, this series, whoever wins the series Potentially will go to the finals And that's the Clippers and Jazz I had this series from the jump going seven, and I still have this series going either way. Um, I'm gonna go give it to the edge to the Clippers, but after seeing that Clippers and Mavericks series, it's gonna be hard for the Clippers. Now, the Clippers, I think, just purely beat the the Mavericks based on based on pure talent. Um, the Clippers have the best player in the world, well, not in the world, but they have the best player in the series. Um, with Kawhi Leonard. They're the best player in the series. Now, Donovan Mitchell, if he can prove that he can be the second best player over Paul George, which is very capable, but um, if you get Bogdanovich or Gobert to be more valuable than Paul George, the Jazz have a legitimate chance. Now, like I said, Kawhi is the best player, but the Jazz is the better team. They're a team with an identity. I think they're, when you're talking about teams with identities and continuity, in the league right now, the Jazz have it all. Uh, They have two six-man-of-the-year candidates, and already one of them is a six-man-of-the-year. year you got shooters everywhere, and this team plays defense. They play together, and they know their role. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is like a modern-day D-Wade. You see how good the team is without him. They literally lost in one game versus Memphis, and then he came back. Memphis was playing damn near perfect basketball in their ways, and they're a young team, and they did not lose a single game. The Jazz did not lose a single game once Donovan Mitchell came back because they're just that good of a team. I think the Jazz are ready for a challenge. If you if you look at the Jazz history, they went down to Harden twice. You know they lost to Houston twice. They choked that Nuggets series. So they are out for vengeance, and this is like their fourth year with this core of Donovan Mitchell and Ingles and Gobert. Um, You know, obviously they're adding with Bogdanovich and. Mike Conley to the mix, still got Royce O'Neal. Now, if you're talking about the X-factor in this series, I think defensively, Royce O'Neal is going to be have to be that guy to step up and be that X-factor. I think he's going to be in, and be knocking down his shots. If Royce O'Neal continues to make winning plays, because the, the the Jazz's weakness is dealing with the superstar forward. You know, if you match him up with the Lakers, LeBron's going to terrorize him Um, It's going to be interesting to see how Royce O'Neal can at least If you can't hold up on Kawhi It's going to be interesting to see how you hold up on Paul George And you know there's obviously been this this playoff P narrative And see if he's going to step up or not And I really look forward to this series I think the Jazz will take game one But I do see the series going to distance Because you can't just Kawhi has just shown that you can't just take him out this easily You ain't going to just take him out this easily So I really look forward to this series. I'm going to stick with my prediction where I have the Clippers in seven. But I wouldn't mind the Jazz going far. I am worried about this Jazz Clippers series and this Nets Bucks series for the Bucks and the Jazz sake. Because with the Lakers being eliminated, I am worried that the NBA is going to do everything they can to prevent a Jazz And Bucks Finals. (laughs) I have no problem with the Jazz and Bucks being in the Finals. but For some people, they just because of the cities or whatever. I think they both got crazy fan bases. I think the games will be lit as hell. Um, I just want to see the best team win. I don't care about none of the ratings or none of that shit. Ratings are useless. You know how many people stream the games? Seriously. Not everybody has cable. Nobody has cable anymore. Come on, let's get past this rating stuff. And what does people... That's not, what What does this city have to do with anything with great basketball? What, what does it do? Really, it has nothing to do with anything. So I hope they, they don't rig it because we've seen it happen before with Sacramento and Milwaukee where they was going to make sure that we wasn't going to get a Sacramento and Milwaukee final. So, you know, show showing sympathy to those fans, not to the racist jazz fans, of course. I got a lot of sympathy for Milwaukee. I'm If I'm picking a... You know, picking a team to root for, I'm rooting for Milwaukee. I would love to see Giannis and Milwaukee get that ring. Uh, I think they did it the right way. And he re-signed with them. I think they've been doing it the right way. Or even the Jazz. I wouldn't mind the Jazz finally winning the finals. But as far as my predictions go, I have Philly versus the Clippers. And I have the Nets in seven versus the Bucks. But hey, I have no problem going either way. As long as the Nets don't win the finals, Even I wouldn't even mind if the Suns win the finals. As long as the Nets don't win the finals and shift the balance to the NBA, I have no problem moving forward from this. But I don't even care if the Nets win the finals. I would love to see James Harden get a ring. I would love to just, because that dude in his prime is just, I think I look at James Harden just as a basketball god and what he does for others, what he can do offensively, not just as a score. He just shown he can do it at every level as a six man, as a scorer, as a passer triple doubles, all that. He's shown that he can do it all offensively. It's just a joy to watch. So I'm at peace. I'm loving this playoffs right now. We ain't got no Lakers. You know what I'm saying? None of that Laker nonsense. And it's going to be a good, good playoffs. So sorry to you Laker fans. I told you before that y'all wasn't getting the ring. The future ain't looking bright. You never know. I think the Kings might even be better than y'all next year. <laughs> And I can actually say that because y'all are at home watching the playoffs with me. So I'm going to end that here. We'll see how the second round goes. I'm probably going to return with another episode. I want to say around game four, game five-ish. Let's see how these games play out. And we'll keep coming out this with these episodes for y'all. So I'm going to end it there. Hope y'all have a wonderful evening, day, or whatever. And peace.